I wonder if this episode is going to make it onto iTunes in the first try. Or if I'm going to have to do it 35 times like I did last week. Let's find out. My name is Darian. I am back for another week of horror nonsense. It's just me. <laughs> it was fun while it lasted, wasn't it? We had Buddy, we had Monica, and now they're both gone. And now you are stuck with me again. Sorry, boys. Uh, I don't know. Buddy's at work. Monica's in Carson City, I'm sure, or somewhere far, far away from here. And uh, maybe we'll get them back again sometime soon. Not counting on it, but uh, you never know. You never know what's going on. Uh, couple of, speaking of not knowing what the hell's going on, i got a couple of quick announcements for you. Number one, uh, for all of our iTunes listeners, or Apple Podcasts, I guess, listeners, sorry about the delay last week. We had a bit of a hiccup. Uh, everybody on Podbean or whatever the hell other app you, you found this show on got the show on time. Apple Podcasts, I couldn't get it up until Thursday. Turns out, this is the dumbest shit ever. Turns out... Um, they had some kind of a problem with our logo all of a sudden. After 10 years, they decided that they didn't like our logo anymore. Didn't tell us about it. Just said no can do with the logo. And then me and some poor schmuck over at Podbean had to like, uh, like petition them just to find out why the fuck the goddamn show wasn't going up. And then they're like, oh yeah, we don't like that logo anymore. So I had to put together another logo. This one has my ugly fucking mug on it. Thank you very much for that, Apple Podcast. Uh, and uh, eventually we got it all sorted out. It's back up. It's I got a new goddamn logo, and I don't like it. So I'm going to be trying to find, I guess, a new, less threatening logo. Because, goddamn, if uh, I didn't offend somebody. <laughs> Speaking of offending uh, people, I am once again in Facebook jail. So, I know some of you guys I was talking to on Facebook. That's not going to happen anymore. I don't know if they're going to let me out this time, inmates, be honest with you. I don't know what I did, but I obviously pissed somebody off because I am not able to log on. I got a, uh, what do I got, like a warning thing every time I try to log on to Facebook. And it says, as of March 2nd, which was last Tuesday, uh, I am guilty of what of conduct and fucking... Hold on, I'll, t- I'll read it to you. How about that? Why don't I read this fucking thing to you? It says... <clears throat> 
Here we go. Darian uh, usually takes... Okay, so you disagreed with the decision. That's what I did. I said no. Uh, community standards. I did not follow community standards, it says. Now, it says it usually takes us just over a day to review your information. Check back here. That was on March 2nd, uh, a week ago today. They have yet to uh, take any action. I still can't log in. Like I said, man, I might be uh, I might be on the li- in the lifer cell block this time. I don't I don't know. And to be honest with you, I don't know if I want to go back to Facebook. What a pain in the fucking dick that was. So anyway, uh, those of you that I was talking to on Facebook, you can still find me on Instagram. Uh, get at me there if you need me for anything. Uh, what the hell is my thing? Uh, I think it's Padded Room Guy. Hold on, hold on. Yep, Padded Room Guy on Instagram. Uh, I'm going to try to find a way to post a show there. If not, it's it's if you're subscribed, you're going to find it. So don't even sweat it. And uh, all everybody in the inmate recreational area, hopefully Buddy or Monica can take that shit over. Because <laughs> maybe they can come see me on visiting during visiting hours or something and put their... I'll talk Monica into putting her boobies up to the glass or something. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's uh, it's messy business, this Facebook. I'll, you know what? I'm kind of glad to be rid of it. Uh, anyway, that's enough about my uh, Darien horror story. How about we get into a regular horror show here, kids? I got uh, horror news, listener mail, all the fun stuff, all the good, good times that we always have. Uh, let's kick things off with a little horror news here, shall we? horror news yeah i got some big news for you predator fans prequel movie coming out it's going to be called prey and it's going prey is in p-r-e-y like predator and prey that makes sense right uh it's going to be set in the great plains in in the year 1719 which is wildly specific you if you ask me um, I'm excited for it. It cannot possibly be any worse than The Predator, right? That was a bad movie. Shane Black's uh, pseudo attempt to make The Predator into a Marvel hero. Uh, that was terrible. I don't think it could be any worse than that. I'm looking forward to it. Have you seen any of those goddamn uh, Predator fan films? Predator Dark Ages was a pretty good one where uh, the he's got to fight the Knights Templars and stuff like that. There's some good stuff out there. Dude, you got to watch out for these fan films. I'm telling you, some of them are pretty fucking good. Go to YouTube and just type in horror fan films. All kinds of cool shit's going to come up. I was in one of them. Uh, I was, dude. I played... This, this, this is how old I am and how old... Uh, we all are probably. I played the father <laughs> of one of the Elm Street kids. Shit. Yeah. What the fuck happened there? Um, anyway, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you where it is, where that one is, because you don't want to see my acting abilities. Tell you right now. Uh, what else we got here? Fidi Alvarez. You know him. You love him. Don't act like you don't. Um, he has just signed with 20th Century Studios to write and direct. Okay, to write and direct an alien movie. Alien as in the, you know, Sigourney Weaver, all that stuff. Um, all right, well, let's talk about Fede Alvarez here for a second. Um, producer on that uh, latest Texas Chainsaw installment. Um, 
What else you got? Uh, Don't Breathe. Um, the Evil Dead remake. Pretty good. Um, pretty, pretty, uh, I, I, I think he does good work and I expect good things from him. I don't know how well he's going to adapt to a sci-fi type of a deal because let's face it. He is like a, uh, uh, bloody gutsy, gory kind of a dude. Right. And that's not really what, well, I get, I don't know. Aliens doesn't really have that, that, you know, gore factor. Usually it's all the sleek, uh, xenomorph bodies glistening with the fucking ooze and then the mandibles extending and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm going to reserve judgment, obviously. I, I have high hopes. I think that uh, that's going to be something to look forward to. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I hope to. I think it'll be badass. Um, all the alien purists out there are probably not going to like it because. I don't know why. They'll find a reason not to like it. But um, I'm, I'm into it. I'm going to check that out. I'm psyched for it. Uh, speaking of predators and aliens, here's a nice little segue for you. A new book is coming out called Aliens vs. Predators Ultimate Prey. It's going to be an anthology, short stories, all of them in the AVP universe, I guess, which is kind of a tricky universe, I guess, right? Because... Uh, you, you know, you had, you can't really consider the movies canon. Um, they tried to be, I guess there's like a whole series of graphic novels about, uh, aliens hunting or predators hunting aliens, I guess. And, you know, the different tribes and they set them up on these game reserves and shit like that. And the hive Queens are like bred and stocked and things like that. Um, I don't know. I don't know how that's, how any of those are going to fit in. I, I'm not to like the the mythos of the aliens versus predator uh alien versus predator requiem not that good of a movie man not that not that good at all be honest with you um avp alien versus predator the first one pretty fucking badass dude right with lance henriksen in there and um Oh, hell, I don't even remember now. I think uh, Ian Fleming was in there, or Jason Fleming, I think. I don't I don't even remember. It's been a long time, so I need to rewatch that one. Uh, what else we got here? Scream, that new Scream movie everybody's talking about. That thing is now stream, streaming. Scream is streaming. Scream streaming on Paramount Plus, if you want to watch that. I'm going to get around to it. Again, I know I, I don't mean to beat a dead horse here, folks, but I'm not a Scream guy. I know there are some Scream people out there it's not me um i always thought of them as basic run-of-the-mill teenage slashers teenage high school slashers with a couple of cute little meta twists in there you know nods and homages to us as horror fans it's fine i'm not mad at them i'm not gonna bend over backwards to to see them i'll get to this new one eventually I don't, I, I heard there's, it's like action packed with Easter eggs and things like that. So if you're some kind of a scream nut job, this, this would probably be something you'd look in, look into. Paramount Plus is where you find that, my friends. Lastly, God of War, the video games. You know him, you love him. Kratos, uh, Greek mythology, all that shit. I think he's a Viking now, so he can just jump over to wherever. Maybe he'll be like a crusty Vietnam vet at some point. <laughs> Uh, God of War television series in the works over at Amazon Prime. Who do you get to play Kratos? I, you gotta, you gotta lean into a Jason Momoa, but I feel like that's a little obvious. Uh, what you want to do is you want to find like, um, 
I mean, the, the, Jason Momoa is an obvious one. The Rock, obviously. Um, but you can't you can't go just on the body. You know, you need somebody in there that looks like they are ready to fuck somebody up. So I'm. Oh, you know who who it would be? Uh, who's that big Australian dude? Um, Nathan Nathan Jones, who, from what I understand, is like a legitimate psycho as far as like threatening people on sets, and uh, that's why he couldn't be in the WWE anymore. That guy's like nine feet tall. Uh, he could probably pick up your truck and throw it across the Truckee River if he wanted to. He is nuts, man. I would say Nathan Jones for Kratos. Because that's a scary guy, and Kratos is supposed to be a scary guy. All right, that's all I got on the horror news, you maniacs. How about a little of the old listener mail, if we could? Listener mail. Yeah, buddy. Uh, let's see what we got here. Emails, voicemails, some other fun stuff, I think. Uh, let's kick things off over on the old email line. Email, uh, address, whatever you call it. Uh, let's start off over out on the open road, actually. Here comes Freddy from Parts Unknown. It's Freddy. Subject line, just a quick hi. Hey folks, just wanted to quick drop a quick line this week before I crash out for the night. Hope everyone is well and staying safe. I will say it was really nice hearing a different and much better, much prettier voice. No offense, guys, but she sounds far cuter than you. Have a great week. Cheers, Freddie. Uh, you are correct there, Freddie. Uh, Monica gets quite a bit more compliments than uh, either Buddy or I, although Buddy does pretty well himself. Chicks are always sending him topless pictures and things like that nobody sends me a fucking thing i get pictures of guys named richard okay and don't think i don't realize the irony there my friends because i do and i would like i wouldn't mind seeing some boobies every now and then i'm just saying i'm just putting it out there i'm not bitter or anything (laughs) uh let's get over to jolly old england here comes the horror slut cat is in the house subject line i am stumped Evening, gents, or gents, or gent, or gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. I do hope everyone is healthy and has a safe week. I must say, I believe you have me stumped on Educate this week. I know there's a biography about Black River Falls, but I can't think of a horror movie that fits. I'm sure I will have to look for it once you reveal the name. Starting my shift a bit early all this week and working extra, I hope everyone has a wonderful week. Cat. You too, Cat. And I finally fucking stumped Cat. But I'm going to take a bit of a mulligan on this because thinking about it now, um, I don't know that I would call this a horror movie. It's really kind of a uh, historical docudrama, but there are horror elements and um, it's it, the, the name definitely sounds like a horror movie. Uh if this gives anybody a, a little hint, there is also a Static X album of the same name. I will leave that where that is, and you guys consider that. Uh, you got the town right, though, Cat. I'll tell you that. We are talking about Black River Falls, Wisconsin. Uh, what else we got here? Here comes Tony from Southern California. Subject line, I'm sensing a political undertone. 
Greetings, padded room. This will be a quick one as not much has been going on over here. First, it was nice to hear both Monica and Buddy again. Maybe we can go for two in a row. Not a chance, Tony. (laughs) Second, don't have kids. They do nothing but get sick and puke everywhere, and then they don't clean it. That is not... Hey, Tony, let me tell you about my kids. God damn it. I come home from work the other day, and my son is taking a ball-ping hammer to the drywall in the kitchen. I now have to go to... That's now like a uh, $125 trip to Home Depot. And I'm like, Deacon, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you little fucking asshole. Yeah, great. Thanks, bud. Now that's what now that's what that's my Saturday right there is repairing the drywall that you uh tried to pound through or whatever. You're right, my man. Don't have kids. Uh President Evil wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It was a stupid movie that was worth watching once. The best part by far was the Mexican with the grappling hook in her purse. This movie, pro- this movie is probably best for a group watch, though. Uh, while everyone was sick at my house, I also watched all of the Diabolical. Oh, okay. Uh, it is the cartoon series on Amazon that takes place in the... Oh, in the boys' universe. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. It is very gory and definitely worth watching. I can't wait for the Tomatoes versus the Rabbits in the Terradome finals. Until next time, Tony... Tony, I'm not putting the, the, no, we're done talking about tomatoes, my friend. I'm sorry, but that was not in my job description. I am not a um, vegetable reviewer, okay? I'm not going to write fan fiction for people that are get off on salads, okay? I'm, that's just not happening. We did one season. You got your goddamn Terradome uh, tomato champion. Now I'm done. I'm done with the tomatoes. I'm sorry. I will, I will, I will do the rabbits. All right, and that's going to be tough enough as it is, but I will give you the rabbits. We're not doing tomatoes. Sorry. No. No can do, my friend. Uh, let's see here. Let's get back here to Reno, Nevada. Here comes the cowboy subject line, the lost host. Evening, padded room. Hope everyone is doing well and made it in tonight. Really glad to hear Monica made it back, which brings up a question. For April movies, which would Monica prefer between Poultrygeist and Thanksgiving? And this might be a smart ploy to get her back for another episode. Ha <laughs> ha! I did read an article about the new Predator movie called Prey. I'm interested as it's a prequel and could turn out really cool. The article is on iHorror currently. Uh, there's another one on Bloody Disgusting, Tony, if you want a, uh, another one. I did get a chance to watch Dawn of the Beast and really enjoyed it. As for the new Texas Chainsaw movie, as I said before, I really liked it. Great turn-your-brain-off movie, I thought, and if you watch just for the kills and not the storyline holes, it was pretty fun. Educate, I have no clue. That's all I got this week. The new construction on my work route sucks, and I know Buddy knows all about it. Yeah, it's all over It's all over the fucking town, dude. Uh, best wishes for Monica and her family. Hope everyone has a great, great week and catch you on the flip, cowboy. And something a, I found that gave me a giggle, pick attached. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, it's Kindergarten Maniac Cop. So it's like the Kindergarten Cop uh, poster, but with Matthew Cordell's face over Arnold Schwarzenegger's. Very good, Tony. Well, or, uh, Cowboy, well done. Uh, looks like we got a voicemail here. Let me take a quick peek at the junk folder, though. See what, what's going on over there. Ah, shit. Here comes Carter Burke. This fucking asshole. Yep, it's a corn dog <laughs> with with my face on it. 
Well done, Carter. That's a good one. I'm going to show that to the kids. I think they're going to get a, a kick out of that. God. The picture that he keeps going back to is from, um, see, it was at the old house, so it's probably 2004-ish. And I was a fat fuck back then, man. Look at that big, fat, stupid face. I had jowls and everything. And I don't, I think that the, the corn dog body actually makes me look a little bit skinnier. Uh, I would love to post these pictures, but now I'm banned from Facebook, and so I don't know where else I would put these. But uh, that's that's a nice one, Carter. Uh, points for creativity, my friend. The Darien Corn Dog, I love it. <laughs> I Carter, I will send you like an artist rendition if you'd like. Maybe like um, something of me in like some kind of a historical pose with like a billowy backdrop or something. I mean, I'm here for you, my friend. Uh, If there's some way that I can help you get my face onto uh, various pornographical DVDs or uh, science fiction films or just, you know, the -the run-of-the-mill hot dogs, by all means, let me know. I would love to help. And these are very flattering, by the way, also. (laughs) All right, we got a uh, voicemail here. Let's see who's on on the mental health hotline. All the way from beautiful Southern California, here comes Miss Monica's pod boyfriend, Mr. Tom Hardy. Hey yo, hey yo, padded room. How's my favorite degenerates this week? Hey, it's just me. I hope everyone is doing well. I'm fine. The return of Miss Monica. Can you believe it? Uh, you teased it, Darian, and she actually showed. Can so, you believe that Ms. shit? Monica, welcome back. Hope you're able to make it back and hope everything is, uh, I don't want to say better because it doesn't sound like it, but at <laughs> least uh, as good as it can be. We uh, are. Welcome back, Ms. Monica. Working things uh, anyway, out. Anyway, um, hey, on the, uh, yeah, on the Terror Dome. What the, do you think? Uh, you know more if you mentioned were already taken. They were. They uh, are. How about them killer clowns? Are oh, guys sure. Available? Yeah, absolutely. Clowns if they uh, if they haven't already been selected. That's a good one. Um, oh, on the good what one, are you Tom looking Martin. at? The apartment. I only got to catch one flick. What do you got? Um, and it was a rewatch. Okay. It was uh, uh, Christine. Uh, John oh. Carpenter's Christine. You know, okay. Now, the funny thing about that flick, uh, at least to me, is if you told me about it, I'd be like, nah. Not interested. Killer Car, not interested. Well... I don't know why, but that movie is... It's so much better than it has any right to be, if that makes sure, sense. Sure, yeah. It doesn't seem like it, like you got... You, you don't even have, like, the bones for a real movie okay. there. You just got a crazy uh, idea, and I would just build a flick over it. And I know it's based on the Stephen King book and all that, but... Right. I don't know. For me, that movie just... Better than, like I said, better than it has any right to be. Okay. Anyway, I got to go. I got too much shit going on. Of course. Hope all is well. Love you like family. Bye. Love you too, Tom Hardy. Thanks for calling in, my friend. He brings up Christine. Um, okay. I mean, okay. So if you if you look at, like, just the, the base concept of it, Killer Car uh, kind of develops this fatal attraction for its owner, Becomes like a jilted lover and then starts um, using itself to take people out and then fixing itself overnight so that nobody is the wiser. Sounds pretty silly. I'll give you that. Um, But by way of Stephen King, you know that there's going to be all kinds of weird other things happening 
you know, like uh, teenage love triangles and things like that. And this guy's trying to get at that guy and that guy's in love with this dude's girlfriend. It's that usually in and of itself makes the movie or the book much better than it than it should be. Or as you put it, as it has a right to be, I guess. But um, I was thinking about that and I read an article. I don't remember where it was, but it was a breakdown of horror authors like in this um, nonsensical uh, abbreviated form. So it was like, Dean Koontz, the monster's over there, it's probably an alien, right? H.P. Lovecraft, the monster's over there, it's so fucking scary that if you see it, it'll go insane, and I can't even find the words to uh, explain it to you, so there's that. Um, Clive Barker. The monster's over there. It probably wants to have sex with you. And if you see it, you'll probably want to have sex with it. (laughs) Stephen King. The monster's over there. But don't worry about that monster. This guy's cheating on his wife. And his wife is going to find out pretty soon. And she's uh, off her medication. And it's probably going to be an explosive situation. So don't even worry about the monster. And that's kind of how most of Stephen King's books break down. Take Cujo, for example. All right, the uh, the trapped in the car sequence, uh, not just in the book but in the movie, has it's a very small portion of the of either really. I mean, it was kind of stretched out for the movie, but uh, in the book, it's only like the last two or three chapters. The whole rest of it is uh, the the wife cheating on her husband with the the tennis pro, and what a fucking asshole the tennis pro is, and the husband trying to save his career. While uh, his, I think, ad agency was going through some legal problems, if I remember right. So that's kind of how Stephen King breaks down, but that's how he gets you, the son of a bitch. He draws you in with these well-thought-out, very breathable characters, and then before you know it, you've completely lost interest in the the clown in the sewer because you're wondering whether or not uh, the fat kid's going to grow up here and tell the stoner chick that he's in love with her. That's how he rolls, man. And that's how he can make a killer car movie, actual or book, I guess, actually pretty fucking good, you know? And that's that's the magic of Stephen King right there. All right, enough of me prattling on. Thank you guys very much. Tom Hardy, uh, Tony, Cat, Cowboy, Freddy, Carter Burke, go fuck yourself. But thank you for the artwork. Uh, I guess we gotta we gotta do this, man. We gotta get into this movie. I didn't I don't wanna I don't wanna do it. I don't have a whole lot to talk about. It's probably going to be a very short episode, but I guess let's just do it. we got to get this over with. Here we go. You live in a dangerous world, Pepe. Muslim, Mexican, Haitian, gay, black, transgender, they don't want us to be part of their elitist society. If it was up to them, they'd throw us all away.
You know, I was just thinking the other day what the horror community really needs right now is more divisive content because we don't have enough of other people's politics shoved down our fucking throats. (laughs) I really wish that there was somebody else uh, trying to give me just an impacted colon full of their politics. Oh, and here it is. My wish was granted. It's President Evil from 2018, uh, starring Ryan Quinn Adams, Kevin Elaine, and Sitara Atieri. Atier. Uh, this one is directed by Richard Lowry, written by Ruben Esteramil. It got 3.3 stars on IMDb. And, um, God damn it, man. <laughs> Fucking Carter Burke. Had to come in with a Patreon uh, donation and light me up with President Evil. Uh, What you have here, inmates, is a very lowbrow spoof of the John Carpenter Halloween, uh, complete with ripped-off soundtracks, um, and as you could imagine, a very heavy political commentary. Um, the humor is at, well, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really find it funny. There were a couple of scenes where I got a minor chuckle as Tony alluded to the, the grappling hook scene, uh, the opening montage with Scorchy Daniels, which is supposed to be a spoof of Stormy Daniels, obviously. So if you haven't done the math already, inmates, I'll spell it out for you. It's basically Michael Myers, but wearing a Donald Trump mask and suit and tie and him stalking minorities around a, uh, well, it's actually, I believe, the same filming locations as the original Halloween. So um, that, 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 that's about it. It's full of uh, inside nods, um, all kinds of political posturing. We have a priest named Giuliani who uh, is constantly grabbing... Uh, minority young ladies until they beat him up uh we have dr clinton who was going to try to stop uh this david trump killer michael myers type killer uh she gets taken out of course it's she she looks exactly like hillary clinton um well i mean it's it's basically like from the start it's a spoof of halloween so you have that we start off with this opening montage of a uh some guy having sex with a porn star, Scorchy Daniels. There's no nudity in this movie at all, so don't get your hopes up. Normally when there's a spoof, like a scary movie or one of those Leslie Nielsen uh, spoofs, they'll at least throw you some boobies. Not not this one. You, you don't get that one. So we're lowbrow enough here to throw in Scorchy Daniels, who's going to get stabbed in her breast implants and have them disperse <laughs> in a pretty uh, Gnostic fashion. Um, but we're too highbrow to actually show you said breasts. I think what we were going here for here was a PG rating and cause you know, you're going to want to get this one in the theaters. (laughs) You actually have a shot at getting this one in the theaters. So thus there will be no, uh, exposed breasts in this movie at all. Um, so that's and that's supposed to be like a knockoff of Michael Myers killing his uh, sister I- at the beginning of Halloween, and it's all you know. You get 
the POV cam and uh, a bunch of ridiculous dialogue between the porn star and the dude she's banging. And then uh, he puts a, a Ronald Reagan mask on there at the beginning and goes upstairs and kills his mom, I guess, Scorchy Daniels. And then we cut to uh, present day where he's now, uh, I don't know, 40, 50 years old. And he's escaping from the Mar- Laura Margo Sanitarium. You see what they did there? That's uh, that's pretty sharp, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know, man. I like there. W- there's ways that you can do this, and clearly, this is not supposed to be a horror movie. Um, but you take like a George Romero. He had some political ideas, and he slid them under the radar so that you got this. You he got his ideas across, and he got you thinking about what he was trying to say but at the same time, without shoving it up your fucking ass, okay? Uh, Take, for example, Dawn of the Dead. Uh, At face value, we all saw that, and we all went, fuck yeah. Trapped in a shopping mall with zombies? Yes, awesome. You'd have everything there you ever wanted, all by yourself or maybe with a few people, and then you very quickly realize that that shopping mall becomes your prison, and then that kind of makes you think more about like the consumer mentality and capitalism and how it works. And before you know it, you're like, ah, maybe George is onto a thing or two. This one, President Evil. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a conservative. All right. I, I fancy myself uh, kind of a, a down the road, down the middle of the road type of a guy. I'm very liberal on certain things. I'm somewhat conservative on other things. This made this movie made me want to lean full conservative, just because I felt like I was uh, basically being shoved in that direction. But then that got me thinking about something else, and maybe I'm overthinking this. And Tony, I'm sure you and I are the only people that have actually watched this movie. Oh, Buddy watched it. He was uh, he was texting me while he watched it. Um, that kind of got me thinking about something else. What if they did a Jedi mind trick on us here, Tone? What do you think of that? So, bear with me. This movie is bad. The acting is bad. The writing is bad. The dialogue is horrific. Um, it's full of ethnic stereotypes. What if... I, I, I mean, it's very heavy-handed with the politics, but what if it's so heavy-handed that it actually hit its desired purpose in making people like me want to lean more conservative? What I'm saying is, what if this movie is like a a sarcastic reach at the left, so I, I kind of feel like it's making more fun of the left, you know what I'm saying, in a weird way? Uh, all right, well, let, me, let me give you some examples here. So we cut to Mar-a-Largo, Mar-a, uh, Lara Margo <laughs> Sanatorium, where the Donald Trump uh, uh, killer has escaped, and he has taken down Dr. Clinton, who is there uh, to try to stop him, but he stabbed her, and she's like, oh, he stole it from me, he stole it, you know, doing the whole election thing. Um, and then we bring in Dr. Luton, who, you guessed it, is a Russian gentleman with a bald head, and everybody's like, you try, you let him out, you try to, it's collusion, it's collusion, and Luton is like, you can't prove anything. It's very, the, the acting, the, uh, it's not good. So the guy attempting his Russian accent is is laughable at best, but at this point I kind of feel like it was supposed to be. Um, so here we have Putin or Luton uh, supposedly colluding with Donald the Donald Trump killer to get him escape, help him escape from Lara Margot Sanatorium. Now we're going to cut to 
Ah, uh, shit. I think it's uh, it's supposed to be Haddonfield, but it's not. I think it's Southern California, maybe somewhere in the Los Angeles area, where we have a uh, minority young lady, um, actually a group of minority young ladies. We have a Muslim, a Hispanic young lady, and a Haitian. Okay, so Muslim, uh, Hispanic, and black, and um, all they do is complain about, like, the... Their entire characters are just them hating Republicans. At one point, while uh, the uh, the Muslim young lady is walking to school, she gets stopped by a little uh, Mexican kid, and he's like, oh, my parents have been deported. And she launches into this ridiculous tirade about how Republicans are elitists and um, – uh, all they want to do is kick every gay and trans and uh, person of color out of the country or use them for slave labor, basically. And, like, the little boy is getting scared. Oh, Republicans are coming to kill me! And she's like, well, you have something that they don't have. You were born in this country, and you have rights. And as long as you know your rights, then you're going to be okay. And that's why you have to fight them, and I'll vote for you for president. And this kid's, like, seven. And he is, like, terrified of Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell that they really wanted to say white people, <laughs> but they didn't. They they stuck to the party line and said Republicans. They they wanted to, but they didn't. Um, see, now that's that's like part of the the the, the dipshittedness of this movie is that after a speech like that and the overreaction of the little boy, you have to think: Are we who are we really making fun of here? Because that entire diatribe was ridiculous. His reaction was ridiculous. Um, are, are you, what? I, I don't. I don't understand. I'm not sure which side of the. At this point, at that point, I'm like, and this is still fairly early in the movie. I'm like, who's what the fuck is? I don't know. And then uh, the Muslim young lady's father is a real estate agent. He goes to the uh, now abandoned Myers house or Trump house, I guess, because he's got to fix it up to sell it where uh, the Donald Trump killer is now hiding out. And he goes in and he's like, is anybody here? And then he immediately launches into like a weird diatribe about how uh, Muslims are friendly people. Don't be afraid of me because I'm Muslim. Uh, I, if you need food, I give you food. If you need shelter, I give you shelter. Uh, it is decree we are peace-loving people. And then, of course, Donald Trump uh, turns around the corner and stabs him. And um, we took a scene out of Psycho 2, I believe, where he goes down the stairs, uh, like, back, like fall, flies down the stairs backwards and then kind of does like a belly flop at the, at the bottom. And um, there you have it. He's out of the equation. So that sucks. Now we're going to cut to our uh, minority young ladies at high school. Um, oh, God. So apparently because th this movie was made in 2018, and because Donald Trump was still in office, uh, he, by the fiction of this movie, he has completely canceled uh, welfare and food stamps. And in, re in, in place of those, you get a fiesta box once a week. <laughs> See, now, you would think that that would be considered racially insensitive, right? A fiesta box. But because this movie is so anti-Trump, I'm pretty sure that they could just start f throwing the N-word around with a hard R. As long as, as long as Donald Trump is somehow made into the asshole, they can pretty much do whatever they want. So 
the uh, Hispanic young lady has to go to the church to pick up her fiesta box, <laughs> which is full of uh, well, well, what was in there? It's, instead of groceries, she gets like uh, some of those maracas, and uh, I think there was sombrero in there, and like a free pass to the petting zoo to ride the, ride the donkey. <laughs> See now, who is this? Who is this movie really making fun of at this point? Because that's what you're boiling this down to. <clears throat> I don't know, man. I don't. I think whatever mark they were going for. I don't know if they were trying to enrage us over uh, the Donald Trump presidency, but this is absurd and it's ridiculous. And he did not cut welfare, and he <laughs> definitely didn't replace it with a fiesta box. So at that point, at this point, your ideology is pretty much blown. You're not educating anybody. You're just being ridiculous and a little racist, if you ask me. But all right, I'll play along. Uh, thank you again, Carter Burke, you motherfucker. Uh, so from there, Dr. Luton is like feverishly trying to find the escaped Donald Trump killer who goes by the name David. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Um, we find out that... Uh, Father Giuliani has somehow facilitated, helped facilitate the escape. The uh, minority young ladies get accosted by some rednecks at their high school in the middle of an art class. Now, this is this part is particularly dumb. So I don't even know if they were in an art class or if they were just hanging out in somebody's garage. But they're all painting protest signs. Uh, and the I think the protest sign that the Muslim young lady was going to hold held up read something like no immigrants no wi-fi or something like that 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 that's the message you're you're gonna <laughs> i don't know man i don't know um all right fair enough and then these rednecks come in although they're dressed very metrosexual but at the same time they have uh kind of like texas accents just to make sure that we get the point um and they kind of start making fun of the girls and then the girls like uh beat the crap out of them and at the end, the uh, um, one of the rednecks is like, I thought you were about peaceful protests. And she's one of them is like, well, n- no, not really, actually. <laughs> That's pretty much that. Uh, so now this whole thing culminates uh, as it was supposed to in the original Halloween, where um, we have Halloween night and the kids are trick-or-treating. Uh, instead, this time, instead of Halloween night, it's going to be during a State of the Union address. At which point, now, again, this is during the Trump presidency, so these ladies are very excited about the State of the Union address, which I do not understand uh, why. If they hate him so much, you would think that that was, would be the last thing they want to watch, but they're planning this big party around the State of the Union address, which in 2018 would be right smack in the middle of his presidency. All right, interesting. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but all right. So they they got this big party planned. Um, now, uh, Lana, who is the Muslim young lady, her father never came home because he got stabbed in the uh, Myers house or the McDaniels house, or whatever they're calling it. She's getting worried, so she starts calling the local sheriff, who is a white guy also, but apparently he's an okay white guy because, you know, he's trying to help her. Um, from there, uh, the the quote-unquote party goes down but it's really just the four of them sitting around tv and then we get to meet uh the hispanic young lady's uh war veteran brother gabe who comes back and he gives us a big speech and the, the little boy from earlier is there also i don't know how he got invited to the party 
But uh, he's there also. And Gabe, first off, Gabe rolls up with like some kind of a bizarro. Um, it, it, I think it was supposed to be like a like a M sixteen, but it had like a bunch of widgets attached attached to it. And he's like, "Oh, this was my service issue, you know." And uh, here's the rocket launcher, and that's the shotgun attachment and stuff like that. I uh, okay. Well, clearly, clearly, the people involved with this movie know a lot about guns. Uh, but he's like showing everybody that, and then he's ex- he breaks out all of his war medals to show to the little boy, and this is where we find out that Gabe is actually transgender and was kicked out of the military for being transgender after all of these commendations that he won in Afghanistan. Now, if you're paying attention to this scene, you- <laughs> which I assure you, you will not be if you make it this far into the movie. All of Gabe's stories involve him saving a bunch of other people. At not one point does he admit to killing anybody. It's all just him saving his team leader and him stealing an enemy vehicle and picking up wounded soldiers and things like that. And then at the end, uh, the little boy's like, oh no, why did, why did they kick you out? And he's like, because uh, they, they, they put a ban on transgender people and uh, yeah, they can't kick me out. And they're like, he's like, what's a transgender person? And he's like, uh, sometimes people get born with the wrong genitalia, so they have surgery to get it switched. And he's like, oh, those sound like heroes to me. <laughs> See, now, who who is really being made fun of here? Because the absurdity of that entire sequence is laughable and in a way almost demeaning, I would find to be almost demeaning to a transgender person, if I were transgender. Now, you don't have to be a complete... Trump hater to see that this movie is really dumb. And I would say borderline offensive with the way these jokes play out. But all right, whatever, I'm on board. Now, uh Gabe and the Haitian uh young lady who uh, the Haitian late young lady lives right across the street. Uh they ran out of chips, so Gabe and her are going to go across the street to her house to get some more chips, where of course they both get killed by the Donald Trump killer. Um, much the same way that uh, PJ Souls and her boyfriend did on the actual movie Halloween. Uh, okay, so a couple 10, 20 minutes go by, and now the original three, are get, or I guess we're down to two now, are getting scared because uh, the Haitian girl and the transgender soldier never came back. So the Hispanic chick is like, well, I'm going to go over there and I'll check on them and see what's going on. Okay, so she goes over by herself, and then, of course, she gets accosted by the uh, Donald Trump killer, who chases her for, like, seven blocks, and then corners her at a wall. Oh, no, I see what you did there, uh, Ruben Esteramira. There's a wall there. Shit. That's some some deep thought-provoking imagery right there. The Mexican is is trapped by the wall. But this Mexican is a little more crafty than that. She happens to have a Batman-style grappling hook in her purse. So she whips it over the wall, scales the wall, uh, reverses the hook, and then repels down the other side of the wall where the Donald Trump killer has just kind of lazily walked around the wall because apparently you can just walk around the damn thing. And uh, he's now waiting for her on the other side. She comes down, and he stabs the piss out of her, and she's dead. And, um, again, I don't know, man. That 
kind of feels a little racist, right? I mean, I'll, I'll get, I'm not, I, at this point, this is 2018 when this movie was made, so it was pre-George Floyd. So I'll give, I'll give you a little leeway there, but ugh, some imagery is a little, uh, I mean, we already had the Fiesta box for fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> who, who is this movie making fun of? Is it making fun of Trump supporters? Cause it doesn't feel like it. Um, I feel like it's making more fun of the left at this point. Um, saying that they all need Fiesta boxes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you're going for here at this point. All right. So um, at that point, um, Lana and uh, I think just the little boy are the only ones left. And that's supposed to be Laurie Strode and uh, what's his name there? Tommy Harris or whatever. Um, Of course, Donald Trump makes his way back to Lana's house. We get the big struggle. Uh, Lana kicks the shit out of him. Uh, there's a, a ridiculous scene where Dr. Luton shows up and he does like a black magic ritual with the Donald Trump killer. And he's like, you're going to be the, the prince of darkness and you're going to usher in the new dark millennium and bring about death and pain. And um, then uh, he chases her around. And again, she goes over the wall and he like handcuffs her. But then somehow the, the sheriff was there and he managed to get gabriel's bizarro m16 rocket launcher with the shotgun pump and he hands it to uh, lana and then lana shoots the rocket launcher at donald trump and blows him up and from there we go into a very ridiculous um almost like going off the air montage with like uh eagles flying and uh an american uh, flag blowing and then the statue of liberty and uh a bunch of as as if to say that like a Muslim killing our president would be the most patriotic thing ever. Again, who is this movie made for? I feel like if I sat down Rachel Maddow and Don Lemon and watched, made them watch this movie, they would get up and walk out or be appalled at the racist connotations. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what we're doing here, but uh, I was paid to watch this movie, so I'm going to fucking watch it. Um... And then after that, the sheriff is like, okay, we got to get you to the hospital. And she's like, okay, take me to the hospital. But wait, we have to stop somewhere on the way. And he's like, no, we got to get you to the hospital right now. You're bleeding out. And she's like, no, I must vote. And then that's the end of your movie. And there you have it, my friends. President Evil from 2018. Um, it's bad. But I feel like it was supposed to be bad, Right. Um, it's a spoof, sure. It is uh, very. I mean, I, I maybe I'm overthinking this. Maybe I'm 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 the asshole here, and I'm thinking because the movie is this bad, because the acting is this bad, because the dialogue and the and the um, like the whole plot is this bad. It's 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 a spoof. But because it's that bad, it almost feels like it's making more fun of the left than it is the right. You know, maybe I'm overthinking this. I feel like they kind of they might have done a Jedi mind trick on me somehow. And now I'm all fucked up and I don't know what what the fuck is going on with this movie. I know that I will never watch it again. Um, I maybe if I was a college kid and I was high as fuck and I really, really hated Donald Trump, I think 
I might watch it, but at the same time, there's a lot of like racist connotations here that I might be offended by if I was that super high college kid, which I'm not. Um, I don't know, man. I'm going to say you skip this one. If I have piqued your curiosity, you can find this on Tubi. It's absolutely free to watch. Do not pay for this movie, whatever you do. It's, it's pretty, pretty fucking bad. Uh, I don't know, dude. Uh, I know Tony watched it. He said it wasn't as bad as he thought it would be. But he had a similar reaction. He thought, he, you know, there was a couple of chuckles there. Um, I don't know, man. That The humor just kind of fell short. And uh, I felt like maybe if I had watched this before the last election, or maybe like right after Donald Trump got elected, then I might be, I might take it a little less serious. I don't know, man. Uh, I'm going to say you skip it. I'm going to take myself a little break. I'll come right back with some other stuff for you.
Hey inmates, if you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And I am back, ladies and gentlemen. Well, there was that, and that was this. <laughs> um, yep, there, there you go, man. I don't know what to tell you about President Evil. I'm glad it's over. Sorry. Carter Burke, go fuck yourself again for making me watch that shit. But thank you for your Patreon donation, my friend, and the lovely artwork. Uh, what do we got up next? How about a little what are you looking at? Uh, oh, you know what? Before we get into that, I should tell you. Why don't we do a real quick Terradome breakdown for um, this upcoming teams division? Let's see who's hot and who's not and who's got who. As of right now, we have Cowboy with Dracula's Brides, Tim with the Xenomorphs, Cat has taken the Silent Hill Nurses, Freddy has the Werewolves, Tony has Rabbits, uh, Crack House Matt is taking the Creatures from A Quiet Place, uh, Monica is taking the Return of the Living Dead Zombies, Buddy is in with the Predators, and now Tom Hardy is in with the Killer Clowns from Outer Space. A lot of room for movement there, kids. We're going to actually start this the first week in April is when we're going to start the initial fight announcements. So look forward to that. You have until then to get your picks in. So I'll be the last to pick anybody else. The Padded Room 2011 at Hotmail.com or the Mental Health Hotline at area code 775-387-0275. While you're pondering who you want in this, this upcoming tournament, I've got some movies that I've got to tell you about. Uh, let's do a little what are you looking at here, shall we? What are you looking at? I got a few movies in this week. Uh, how about The Scary of 61st? Interesting uh, movie. This one just hit Shudder. So what we have here <clears throat> is like uh, two broke girls, kind of a you know situational comedy, but it happens to take place in one of Jeffrey Epstein's uh, safe house apartments slash weirdo sex dungeons, and um, some weird conspiratorial shit goes down down from there. This is very sexy in a weird and uncomfortable kind of a way, because like one of the girls sort of pseudo gets possessed in a weird way by possibly the ghost of one of Epstein's sex slaves. And there is some freaky shit that goes on. We're talking about like um, weird pictures being rubbed on her genitals. <laughs> She's not unattractive and uh, she is actually of legal age. I did the, I did the, uh, the IMDB check on the actress. Um, but there, it gets pretty sexy. So watch out for that. Interesting concept. Um, <clears throat> goes off the deep end a little bit, but still, still pretty interesting. Worth a watch, I'd say. Uh, found that one on Shutter. Await the Dawn from 2020. Uh, it's all right. I found this one on uh, Amazon Prime. You basically have a family on a road trip uh, that gets kind of. It kind of goes into dust till dawn territory where somebody stows away on their 
RV and uh, holds them at gunpoint and forces them to drive. Then we find out that that's actually the good guy. And, uh, you know, there's a, a demon that has possessed a little girl that's pursuing this good guy and all kinds of family drama in the middle there. Tried to do a lot of uh, little Easter egg stuff with H.P. Lovecraft. Ah, come on. Come on, man. You got It's fine, but you could be a little more subtle than that. Lastly, I watched a movie called Unknown Visitor. This one is interesting. I found this one on Tubi. It's from 2019. Found footage ghost movie. Um recorded entirely from a doorbell cam which is kind of an interesting way to go about things uh so the entire movie takes place on this lady's front front porch so that in in theory i mean i don't know if you guys have been to youtube and done like uh the, just go to youtube and type in creepy uh ring cam footage and some of the creepiest shit you've ever seen in your life will pop up so that kind of kind of lured me in with that uh, it's only an hour long. It's um, it's interesting. I'll say it's interesting. It's 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 an original concept. Uh, it's cheap as shit, of course. It's fucking shot on a on a ring cam. Um, it, it's it, mm, it's not the worst thing I've seen, especially in the found footage arena. But it, it, there's some silly stuff that goes on too. Might be worth checking out if you got an hour to kill and you're, I've piqued your curiosity. That's all I'm looking at this week, kids. How about a little immersion therapy, huh? Immersion therapy. Well, did we all get a chance to see the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie yet? Uh, speaking of political posturing, this one was a little heavy-handed also. Not as quite as blatant as President Evil, but still pretty heavy-handed. I dug it. Um, I like the gore. I like the kills. Um, I kind of felt like they were trying to one-up Franklin on the most annoying character in the franchise department with uh, the main chick. Um, on the other and you know, and then, of course, you know, cutting the sewer pipe open and letting all the turds hit her right in the face. <laughs> I see what you did there, you son of a guns. Um, not bad. I there, there were some disappointments there. And the main disappointment that I found was that I, I, need, I need some more. I need some more Sawyer talk is the main thing. Uh, the throwback to Sally Hardesty is one thing. Uh, her constant, you know, the Polaroids with uh, the original cast of the original movie, that's great. Um, the part where she tries to get Bubba to say the names of all of her friends. Bubba, Bubba doesn't talk. At most, you're going to get like a weird like tongue waggle out of him. Um, I, I could have used some more. I want to know more about what happened to the Sawyers and what happened after the first movie. If we're making a sequel to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1973, you got you to gotta give me a little bit more than an orphanage. You know what I'm saying? And uh, to assume that he would be, he would be in any kind of functional state uh, well into, into his early 60s, living the life that he had, had lived... 
uh, is a bit of a stretch. Okay, but still, you know, you could fill that in, fill that time in with, you know, uh, Drayton Sawyer was captured and he was uh, put sent to the electric chair and uh, the body of Nubbins was found off the freeway right after the truck driver hit it and it was all smashed up. You know, you, give give us a little more than just a Polaroid picture and a uh, weird uh, nod to Sally Hardesty and trying to make her Laurie Strode or Sarah Connor. Um, other than that, I wasn't mad at it. You know, it's a, it's a big maniac with a chainsaw, What that's, that's pretty much all you need. Did you see the third, uh, Texas chainsaw mask? It wasn't even called Texas chainsaw. It was just called Leatherface, and it had absolutely nothing to do with anything at all. In fact, uh, that particular cannibal clan had a dude with the Leatherface and a chainsaw, and it also had a really hot blonde chick in it with huge boobs. Which makes zero sense. <laughs> but I don't know, man. Uh, also had Vigo Mortensen and Ken Foray in it, which is another kind of a weird thing. Uh, anyway, I say, I say it's worth checking out. We talked about it at length last week. I'll spare you the details. I'm sure you've seen it by now. Your immersion therapy for this week is uh, going to be Ravenswood from 2017. Find this bad guy on Tubi. Uh, it stars Madeline Marie Donna and Jock Campbell, directed by John Cohn. I didn't bother to read the synopsis, so let's hope it's nominally better than President Evil. <laughs> uh, that being said, inmates, I think it's time you're going to have to educate me yet again. Educating Miss Monica. My clues from last week first, of course. I am an impoverished Wisconsin town, circa 1856. Uh, The people that live here have been absolutely drugged through the mud, and pretty much the entire town goes insane and damn near implodes on itself. Uh, I've got a teacher that's addicted to uh, smashing windows and has herself quite a bit of cocaine habit. Uh, I have an opera singer whose uh, dentures clack when she sings, and because it's so cold and miserable, she's had had to start eating her own uh, cow slop, pig slop. Um, I have a diphtheria outbreak, which killed off about 75% of the town's children, and because the grief-stricken parents couldn't handle it, caused another, I don't know, 60% of them to commit suicide or otherwise go insane and have to be committed to the local mental institution. I am, of course, Wisconsin Death Trip. That is an interesting movie. I don't know if you've seen it. It is very, I would call it art house docudrama. Heavy on the historical reenactments. Uh, but all of these stories were taken from the headlines of 1856 in Black River Falls, Wisconsin, which is, as Kat alluded to, where this uh, these events took place. 18, I, I could be wrong about the year, but it was about that time frame. Woo, daddy, did that place fall apart and quick? I imagine uh, any place would if all of a sudden all the kids started dying off. I know this house, and myself included, would probably... Uh, lose my fucking mind immediately. Um, 
I don't know that I would call it a horror movie. There are horror elements. Um, like just the, the idea of this entire small town going insane and ripping itself apart. That in itself is kind of a scary situation. But uh, the way that that movie is shot and like the voiceovers and the dubbing and the music, there's a lot of weird Norwegian music that gets played in it. It's very unnerving and unsettling, and it kind of gives you the creeps. Uh, definitely worth a watch. I don't know where it's streaming. I'll see if I can dig it up. But uh, who might I be this week, you ask? Well, I will tell you. I am a uh, hot young lady who is trying to find my missing father. Now, he was last seen in this really kick-ass apartment with these bizarro uh, Art Deco interior design situation. And uh, he used to live in this sleepy seaside town. I went there. The place is damn near abandoned all of a sudden. Except people do come out at night. And when they do, they get into a lot of weird shit, man. And uh, the the few people that I have found, namely this, uh, I guess he's a rich guy. And he's got like four girlfriends uh, following him around. He's trying to figure out what's going on with this town also. And uh, maybe me and him can band together. Uh, I think he's trying to bang me, though. He probably is. And his floozy girlfriends are wandering off and never to be seen again in this small town. Very strange things afoot here in the sleepy seaside town. Uh, Who might I be, you ask? Tune in next week, and I will drop some knowledge on you. In the meantime, inmates, I think that's about going to do it for me this week. Apologies for the the, uh, short show. No guest hosts and not a whole lot of movie to talk about either. So sorry about that. I didn't pick this one, though. You can't be mad at me. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> be mad at Carter Burke. Uh, in the meantime, thank you again. Join me next week for the Beast of Yucca Flats here in Carter Burke Month. Uh, in the meantime, like, comment, subscribe wherever you found this show. That helps my visibility quite a bit. Do have a Patreon campaign running. Cowboy has locked in April, but May is wide open. If anybody wants it, $5 donation gets you a padded room travel mug, padded room t-shirt, as much pornography as I can get into a box that I send to you, and uh, control of the month of May. Give us a uh, theme, give us a list of four or five movies you want us to do. We will do them in May, as bad as they might be, uh, as long as they're horror in one form or another, and uh, we haven't done them in the last year, then we will do those movies. In the meantime, for Sleepy Seaside Towns, Buddy in Absentia, Predator Prequels, Monica in Absentia, uh, President Trump, um, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, which hopefully will get the show out in a timely fashion this week. Uh, all of you, very thank you very much for bearing with me. And uh, sorry if I was talking to you on Facebook and now I'm not. I guess I'm done. I guess I'm I'm done with Facebook. I don't know. I I'll, I'll keep checking, but I don't think they're going to let me back on. Uh, and the Padded Room Podcast, I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Take my hands and 